my entitled boss fires me under false accusations that I'm stealing money from their store. So I decide to get revenge by complaining to corporate, setting off a chain reaction of events that eventually led to my co-workers getting arrested, as well as two different stores getting shut down. And I'm so happy to see karma take down people who absolutely deserve it. Here's what happened. So after university, I fell on rough times and was forced to move back to my hometown. I tried to transfer my job to a branch in my area, but I failed. Thus, I needed to get a new job. I settled for a 20-hour work job at Bookies with a second bartending job in the evenings. The Bookies is the target of my revenge, which was entirely by accident. So these are the people that are involved in this situation. By the way, all these names are fake and they have been changed. My manager's manager is by the name of Janelle. My main manager is Shay, and George and Gordon are my co-workers, with Kara being a co-worker from another store, and this will be relevant later. I ended up working behind the counter as a customer service manager, basically a step up from a cashier. It's fancy when seen on a resume, but there's nothing really to it. I took bets, chatted with customers, I helped people with the machines, and for the vast majority of my shift, I sat around waiting for something to do. I got along well with my other co-workers, and I had no major issues. Well, or so I thought. It was 20 hours of work a week, and it was about a dollar more than minimum wage with a lot of overtime required of me while also including irregular shift patterns. Now, I had no issues with the job, beyond how difficult it was to juggle the schedules of both of my jobs. In February, after working for the company for about six months, I was invited to a probation hearing. It cannot be emphasized enough that it was a probation hearing in which I would have my performance reviewed and was entitled to a pay rise at the end of it. But I arrived that morning to a disciplinary hearing, where without even a shred of evidence, I was accused of 11 different cash discrepancies dating all the way back until November when I just started working there. It totaled up to about $272 and all but one of the transactions I even knew about. These had apparently been reported and logged by my manager Shay and my co-workers, despite no one saying a word to me at all. Not a whisper in the five months this had apparently been occurring. I was told that it was unacceptable. A call was made to HR and I was terminated on the spot, forced then to hand over my keys and never set foot in that store again. To my protest, I was told the decision could not be appealed and I would eventually receive written confirmation of my employment's termination in the mail. I didn't let myself slump around and feel sorry for myself. So on my way home, I opened up Indeed and applied for a bunch of jobs. And before I arrived home, I had an interview set up for the next week at what is now my current place of work. Now, I was furious, fuming at having gone to what I thought should have been a normal probation meeting and having effectively been called a thief and banned for life from a place I'd never go to anyways. But somehow my parents were angrier and ordered me to let them know when they got into contact with me again. Almost two weeks later, I received an email from the company's HR, which reiterated the accusations and stated again that I was terminated. My mom sat me down in her kitchen and walked me through a letter response that was two parts professional and three parts scathing, ripping into them about their unprofessional conduct, their ludicrous claims, their lack of evidence, the holes in their story because there were quite a few, and finally the cherry on top of the cake, the employment laws that they had just broken. Now, I didn't want much. I just wanted a nice reference, a promise that not a whisper of these accusations would turn up when my new job asked them for a reference because by then, I had already been offered the job at my current place that I work at. I then attached the letter to an email to fire back at their HR department. I then added Janelle's work email. And as a reminder, Janelle is the manager to my manager by the name of Shay. 
Anyways, I then add her boss's email. And finally, I add the holding company that owned the brand because I wanted to make sure that this was seen. Now, as a bit of background, the bookies I work for is a brand that is owned by an international company. Their name is slapped on everything and they pretty much dictate everything that we did. I'm not sure if holding company is the correct term, but I'll stick with that for now. Anyways, I sent this email with a 48 hour window for response. I received a reply the next day from the same email that my demands were being met. I smirked victoriously and moved on with my life, happy to finally wash my hands with the entire ordeal. However, I had set off a chain reaction that I wouldn't know about until three months later. Fast forward three months and I settled into my new job. I was at a call center position with double the hours and well over double the pay. I had gone through training and was settling into my new position when I see a new set of trainees settling in near my team. Among them was Gordon, one of my co-workers from the bookies. I was stunned. Gordon had been to the bookies for six years when I joined. He was well-liked, good at his job, and a favorite of the managers. There was no way that he had been fired. Now, I didn't really want to talk to him, but I did want to know what happened. Luckily, on seeing me in the break room one shift, he sought me out and told me everything. Apparently, my email had been read by the higher-ups in the holding company and had caused a lot of scrutiny to fall onto the bookies in our town. Someone in HR passed a message down to the area manager claiming that they wanted things investigated and they wanted results yesterday, causing him to drop everything and descend on our little town with a panic and aggression of a man whose superiors were watching his every breath. He went to Janelle wanting to know everything. He wanted to know why he wasn't made aware of this previously, especially when there was money being stolen. He wanted to know why I was even given keys to the shop or why I had shifts on my own when allegations of that nature were attributed directly to me. He also wanted to know why I had not been put under investigation. It turns out that Janelle had in fact put in my employee file that I was under investigation, but had never actually gone through with any of the official proceedings to officially monitor me or investigate me. Thus, she had fired me for the accused crime without looking into it at all, falsely claiming otherwise. So the area manager took the dates and the amounts of the cash discrepancies, confirmed that they had been reported on those days without my knowledge, and this was all in my other manager's logbook of the shop's cash, and then sent that information onto our security team to investigate. Another little detail is that we have a CCTV for every shop, and it is outsourced to a private security company who monitors each shop remotely and has access to all the cameras and videos. As we proceed, they looked into the dates mentioned to see if I had done anything sketchy. Now, I know that I didn't do anything, and nothing was ever said to me, but what they did find was astonishing. It turns out money was going missing from the shop, but surprise, surprise, it wasn't me. But instead, it was George, another co-worker, as well as my manager by the name of Shay. They not only set me up for reasons I will never know, but they were also falsifying numbers and cashing checks on the system to hide it. One thing my manager was caught doing was deliberately shortchanging customers by taking portions of their winnings without them knowing it. Bear in mind, a lot of customers were elderly men and women. Gordon even claims that he once opened the shop after myself and Shay had closed the night before and did notice a cash difference, but had been told to not say anything to me as I was under investigation and it could compromise what they were doing. He did apologize and I did let it go. Needless to say, George and Shay were fired, but it doesn't end there. Our team was small, including me. There was a total of four people working at the store. As they hadn't been able to hire anybody to replace me, George and Shay's termination meant that Gordon was the only employee 
employee at the busiest shop in our area. Even if they'd been able to get the other colleagues from the two other shops to help out, it would not have been enough to keep the shop open and manage the amount of customers they dealt with. So they closed the location down until they could get the staff to run it. It was at that point that Gordon handed in his resignation and applied for his job at my work, meaning that they had no one. Now, on top of that, Gordon's girlfriend worked in the same shop as Janelle, and she relayed that she was rarely at their store in another town for the next few weeks before the area manager reported that she was fired as well, and they never knew a reason why she was fired. I was later issued an apology for everything that happened by the area manager and informed that Janelle was no longer with the company in an email sometime later, but somehow it doesn't end there. With a store I worked at closed, this store being on the high street where most people preferred to go, the only other location in town was a much smaller store in the suburbs, the one where Kara worked at alone. Kara is a co-worker from another store. She suddenly received an influx of customers into her tiny store space and had absolutely no support from other staff or upper management. Thus, for her own mental health, having already been overworked and underpaid and running an entire store by herself, she straight up quit, meaning that location had to be closed down as well. And all of this was at the worst time possible. In March, there's a festival going on. And this is a huge moneymaker for my city, as well as for the gambling industry. And this was an opportunity the three other bookies on the high street absolutely reaped the benefits of. And this is because all the former customers from my old job went to the three other bookies because my old job had been shut down. As it currently stands, just over a year later, both shops remain closed and I'm currently entering a job in cybersecurity, the training for which I paid for with my current job. So if I had a message for my former employer, honestly, thanks for firing me, stupid, because you did me a huge favor. Before we go any further, the original poster has an update to their story. Here's what they had to say. Gordon and I got in touch with our old area manager and we were able to get a bit more information from him of what went down. You remember how I said there's a private security team that was investigating everything? Well, that security team rifled through all three years worth of footage after they found out about George and Shay and have estimated that in that period alone, they stole nearly $4,000 through various means. The parent company also got involved and searched through years worth of their cash checks and noted plenty of irregularities. The parent company pursued criminal charges and George and Shay were arrested. As far as our area manager knows, the case is still ongoing. He thinks it's because they are still looking into how much they actually stole. They had been there for a while. George was there for about eight years and Shay was there for about 10 years. Now, I don't think they'll have security footage of all that time, but I bet they're trying to get more accurate figures to really nail them for it. Now, at this point, I need to introduce a new person in the story. Her name is Tammy, and Tammy is not her real name. She's an employee who was hired and fired shortly before I was, and this was all at the same store. She lasted just past her probation before she was fired, and wait for it, she was fired for months worth of cash differences, as well as false checks that she wasn't made aware of prior. However, her situation is far worse than mine. Tammy is in the process of suing the company for wrongful termination, alongside financial and emotional damages, as she was put under a lot of stress whilst in the job by Shay. Apparently, Shay had left her to fend for herself and would refuse to step in when customers got aggressive. Tammy also unfortunately had a miscarriage shortly after her employment was terminated. Now, our area manager doesn't know anything more, as it is escalated and gone way above his head, and I doubt I'll be able to get any more information on it. But I seriously doubt the company's doing too well on that front, and I honestly wish her the
the best. Gordon and I are considering reaching out to some of the other fired employees, of which he can name a few who were terminated for similar reasons, just to try and get their side of things. But it seems very clear to me that what Shay and George were doing was going on for a long time, and I was only the latest scapegoat. Janelle, unfortunately, is perfectly fine as far as I'm aware. She and her husband opened up a taxi company several years ago, and she seems to have just got more involved with that. I haven't seen her, so I honestly wouldn't know. But she was terminated for gross misconduct and for not following procedure, which is kind of what I expected. But honestly, I'm so glad I don't work there anymore, and all the bad karma that fell on all these people was absolutely well-deserved. Wow, that's really funny. Here you are just trying to get a job and make ends meet, only to then become the scapegoat of these absolute criminals. These people have probably stolen thousands of dollars from their employer, and they've been pinning it on you and Tammy and who knows how many other people just to try and get away with it. It was clearly a coordinated effort, and that's honestly so disgusting to do to somebody. I mean, with all things considered, Shay, as well as George and Janelle, they all deserve everything and exactly what happened to them. They quite literally threw you under the bus, and that's so unfair to you. But you know what? It really looks like it worked out for you. You got a better job, and because you complained to corporate directly, you were able to get them in trouble for the things that they did. So if anything, I guess there is a silver lining here, because at the end of the day, these people got exposed for the criminals they are. And hopefully in the future, you never have to deal with anyone like that ever again. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com submit if you would like to submit your own stories. My entitled job refuses to give me a raise, so I talk with the boss and instead receive a $27,000 bonus, and I've never been happier to leave a company in my life. Here's what happened. A few jobs ago, I worked for a huge corporation as a software developer. After a few years there, I became project lead and successfully completed many projects that would net the company hundreds of thousands of dollars. One year in February, we started a project with eight people. A few weeks into the project, I was basically doing all the work by myself because the rest of the people were fired or they quit the job. What followed was 60 plus hours of work for nine months straight. I was still naive and I thought that this would lead to a big raise in the upcoming performance review and literally four days before the performance review, my boss, by the name of Bob, Bob is not his real name, had a medical emergency and had to be hospitalized for a long time. So I scrambled, desperately trying to find somebody who could give me a well-deserved raise. Eventually, my boss's boss got back to me and told me that there's nothing that they can do for me right now because Bob has to approve that raise. I'd either have to visit him in the hospital or wait until he gets back. What they obviously left out was the window of getting a raise would indeed pass by the time Bob would get back to work, which is a very convenient way that they wanted to try and screw me over. What the company didn't know was that I knew Bob from university. He's nearly 20 years older than me and decided to get his master's degree when he was in his 40s. We had quite a few classes together and became good friends. Well, as much as you can be friends with a guy with a wife, four kids, and a crazy work schedule. So, of course, I visited Bob in the hospital. He was mostly fine, but had to stay for quite a few weeks for some surgeries. We spoke about the company for a while, and he told me he's gonna quit soon. I told him that I was thinking about doing the same if I didn't get a big raise. He said that we could try a big raise, but he's only allowed to give me a certain percentage each year, and anything above that usually gets automatically shut down by the higher-ups. Then he pondered for a while and eventually started laughing before shouting out, of course, the bonuses. We sometimes got a small bonus for a big, successful project. 
project. The equivalent of a slap in the face in paychecks form when you consider how much the company earned versus what you got from it. Now, remember how the project was for eight people? It was still set up for eight people and it was billed as such to the customer. Despite the fact that I was doing all the work, Bob picked up the phone, called his secretary and told him to file my performance review in such a way so that I get all eight bonuses. It was roughly $2,500 all the way up to $4,000 per person. So in total, it was $27,000 as a bonus, which was way more than I would ever get in terms of a raise at this company in the following years. A few weeks went by and I thought for sure I was going to get an angry call from one of the higher ups or from the financial department at some point. But nope, the year ended and I got a big fat bonus. I then handed in my resignation letter shortly after that. And once Bob fully recovered, he also left the company a few months after me. And I'm honestly glad to never go to that place ever again. Honestly, that is an awesome way to get paid out. Can you imagine doing all that work and not only hoping for some kind of big paycheck, but getting something that is well beyond anything you ever expected? $27,000 for a job, all of a sudden for a bonus? I don't know about you, but that's massive in my opinion. That would be insane to have drop on your desk at the end of the year. And you know what? It was so well deserved. The original poster was literally doing all of the work. Nobody was on their side and nobody was even helping them get stuff done. 60 hour work weeks for what? Nine months? I would have lost my mind after month three of doing that. So truly good for you for not only getting out of there, but also cleaning house on the way out. Because getting a $27,000 bonus at the end of the year is awesome. My coworker and boss don't quite understand our pay period. And as a result, there's a very high likelihood I'm going to get overtime without even meaning to. Here's what happened. I work four 10-hour shifts, so I always get my full 40. I have three days off every week, and it's always consecutive. And three of those four days, I get to be all by myself in the store. The problem with the job lies with the day where I work with my coworker, but that's not really the story that I'm telling here. The malicious compliance has to do with that coworker by the name of Ben. Ben is not their real name, as well as my manager by the name of Chris. Chris is also not his real name. And as a side note, I've only seen Chris maybe twice in the month and a half I've been there. So when I started about five or six weeks ago, Ben told me that his daughter's birthday was on a Wednesday, which is a day where he works alone. In fact, it's inventory day, which is the only day out of the week that Chris shows up to the shop. He needed the day off. I immediately said yes, wanting to get that sweet, sweet overtime and also wanting to start getting a little better known by Chris. The only way I could show him I had good ideas was if I could work on a Wednesday. So I put it on my calendar and we kind of just let it go for a few weeks. Fast forward to yesterday and Ben and I are working together and he says to me, oh, by the way, I talked to Chris and he says that since you're taking my shift on Wednesday, I'm going to work your Thursday shift since you're not allowed to have any overtime. Now, when he said that, I was taken aback. I don't remember anyone telling me that in an interview and I was a little confused. I just said to him, oh, okay, I guess. And I just let it go. So it's right about then that my malicious compliance came in. After that happens, I go sit down and start figuring stuff out. Our pay periods are two weeks. They start on Thursdays and end on Wednesdays. Our owner does payroll Wednesday night or Thursday morning, and we get paid on Friday. It's a great system. However, the way the pay period is set, because I'm covering his shift on a Wednesday, I'm still going to get 10 hours of overtime. It'll still be 90 hours in a pay period. However, this means that when Ben covers my shift on Thursday, he's also going to get 10 hours of overtime on the next pay period. So now I'm sitting here thinking, well, do I just keep my mouth shut and take the 10 hours of overtime this week? 
week, even though I'll miss 10 hours and Ben will get 10 hours overtime next week? Or do I say to my manager, hey man, why doesn't Ben take my shift this Sunday instead, just so it stays on the same pay period? But you know what? I kind of want to take the overtime. So when it comes time to it, I think I'm just going to keep my mouth shut and not say a single thing. First off, that's really funny that you figure that out. And honestly, I would probably try and do the same thing. But regardless of what you decide to do, whether it's keeping your mouth shut and being like, all right, whatever, let's just see what happens. Or if you decide to say something and try and switch things around, make sure they don't try and mess you over. Small businesses and small employers tend to try and do that. They try to move hours around so you don't have that overtime that you're expecting. So I would just try and make sure to keep them honest because you know what? They're clearly making a mistake and there's no reason for you to have to lose money all because they're trying to deny you your overtime. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.